Let's ride. One time for the love I'm getting. Two times for the love I'm getting back. Three times everyone who listen. Four times for the ones that's coming back. Buckle up, man. There's more in store. Kick back, little homie. This is trip number four. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. No playing this ride. This is trip number four. Four? 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 Whichever one you prefer. Anyway, I'm still blackout. There's still no playing this ride, man. Um, Yeah, a couple things real quick. You know your shit is going bad when you got to bring up shit from like 30, 40 years ago. Shit is crazy. Your shit's going so bad that you got to bring up somebody else's assassination. That is fucking crazy. It, it's, it's beyond me. I can't even I can't even fathom who in the camp thought this was a good idea. It doesn't it makes zero fucking sense. But apparently that means that's the world we live in right now. You don't have to make sense to be in the highest office in the land. And that is that's what happened. That is definitely what's happening. We're breeding we're breeding mediocrity. <laughs> That's what they say, sugarcoat stuff, breeding mediocrity, and now you can be the leader of the free world. Uh, fucking apparently. You can be the guy or the gal in the future. You don't have to make sense. Nothing has to have a purpose. You get to say a bunch of shit, you don't have to mean it, and guess what? Boom. That's something to be said for having money, man. That shit makes you bulletproof. For real. <laughs> You get away with anything. And, like, the shit, just, the hits keep on coming. More like, I'm going to say the L's keep on coming because you have to cover up each L with the bullshit-ass lie, some shit you don't care about. You've been rich all this time. You've had reach all this time, and you just now give a, giving the fuck about the JFK assassination. Just not giving a fuck. You know what? Let's release this. <laughs> Let's... I guess let's kill off all my people who are digging into my own conspiracy theories and let's give them something to reach into these old files from J. Edgar. Listen, if you don't know by now that J. Edgar Hoover ain't shit, I don't know what to tell you, especially if you fucking black. Especially if you black. You gotta know by now that COINTELPRO is real. You gotta know <laughs> that these motherfuckers don't want you to win. They didn't then and they probably don't fucking want you to now. You're going to bring up fucking JFK. What's that's going to help? Where's that wall you was talking that shit about? There's prototypes, but no fucking wall. That shit was supposed to happen in the first 100 days, 30 days, the first year. You lacking. I'm trying to figure out when this healthcare shit's going to get cracking. That shit ain't happening. Man. <laughs> it's looking bad. And then, my nigga, and then the, shit, the crazy shit is you worried about opioids. What the? F what about fucking crack? <laughs> crack ain't going nowhere. People still selling crack. People still having crack babies. You worried about the fucking opiates? Then again, maybe it's the demographic that it affects. Maybe, just maybe. If you would have said heroin, I would have been like, 
okay, you trying a little bit, maybe. You didn't mention fucking crack cocaine. Because <laughs> you don't give a fuck about it. You, there's, In my belief, there has to be somewhere where there's some money tied into the shit that's being done. Because there's no reason for this shit. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a reason for it to be, for the importance to be put on drug use, period. But you're going to single out one. I'm, I'm trying to figure out where crack fell off at. Is crack still not killing people? Are people still not going crazy on crack? That, that That's ridiculous, man. I keep trying to, I'm, I keep waiting for some positivity to come out of things being done. And nah, homie can't even get a fucking phone call right to a widow of a killed service member. So I don't know why I'm expecting more. But it, it is funny to see his people try to defend him on TV. That shit is hilarious. I've been slipping lately, but I recently saw a clip of of homegirl Kellyanne Conway getting roasted by CNN, and that always makes me smile because she's probably I'm I'm gonna I'm sure that she's educated, formula educated, but she can't help but sound like a damn idiot every time she talks. I don't know what her deal is. I don't know if it's her thing or whatever, but. Every time she, every time there's a video clip of her, I can expect to be entertained. It's crazy, man. Like I don't even know if I can give any more energy to that shit. Y'all know what's going on. If you, if you have any type of conscience, you know what's going on. <laughs> you watch the news or something, but that shit is crazy. It's deflection after deflection after deflection. You can't get nothing right. You, you got. It's like you got domination in basketball. For real. It's like you got me and four other cats from the YMCA going up against the fucking dream team. And the dream team can't win. You got everything you need to be successful. And y'all still fucking it up. That That is crazy to me. So I got, instead of complaining for eight years like we just went through. I'm going to laugh for these four because I don't think there's going to be four more. Like, I would be surprised if homie stays in there the whole time because at some point, he's going to have to, his health is going to have to, is going to falter because this shit has got to be stressful. I mean, it has got to be stressful going through shit like this every day. Everything you say is a buzzword and you got one demographic that loves it and one demographic that hates it. I couldn't do it. I wouldn't want to do it. Uh, how do you age somebody that's already aged? <laughs> you know, uh, shit, that, that's it's crazy. I could I could never have a job like that because I would be roasting people. You can't you couldn't have me at a fucking political debate. Soon as soon as somebody says some shit I don't like, it's off with you. It's off with your head. I'm going for the juggler. Let me know something about your family. I mean, now that we have the now that we know it works and that's the formula to win, let me know something about your family. I'm telling you, uh, I'm, I'd be on head, you know, because these older people, some of them look bad, and it's just easy pickings. But I'm not gonna go there. I'm a, I'm a slide into something else because it is crazy. I'm a, <laughs> you know, you, 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 all your fucking reaches are fail to the point where you got to reach to the NFL and all types of other shit. And luckily, you haven't reached into the NBA and tried to affect that. And speaking of the fucking NBA, the NBA is fucking trash. Trash. Like I knew shit was gonna be this bad was gonna be bad, but I didn't know it was gonna be this bad. Like I don't even want to finish watching games. 
that's a shame. I don't want to finish watching the whole fucking game. And, you know, we all have our favorites, our favorite teams we look at. And it's easier, of course, to watch them. You know, the roster's a little better. They may have a star to your following to see how his career progresses. And I think I would look at more games, uh, Milwaukee games, to see the Greek freak play if I got them out here, if they came out here in Cali. But, man, like, I can only, at this point, I can only say I'm willing to watch maybe three teams. Uh, well, four. So, I can watch, of course, I can watch my Bulls lose. And I'm watching my the Lakers and seeing what they're going through. But I could really only watch Golden State and Cleveland play. Outside of those two teams, outside of my own two personal teams, I could only watch really Cleveland and Golden State play. And I'm going to be honest with you, I was watching Cleveland play. And that shit, it was, it was cool, but it was, it was still, I was kind of forcing it. Like the only thing that made it worth watching was that LeBron was dishing. I forgot who the fuck they were playing, but LeBron was running the point. And it was, I caught it like in the fourth quarter. He was just dishing. I, I'm pretty sure he put up buckets in the game, but I was impressed with his passing because my man was letting him go. And I, I don't remember who they played, but I know they took a couple L's since they game. I think it was whoever they played before they lost to Orlando. I know we all prepared in the league, and we don't want the same teams to win. But, God, I don't want, this, I don't want Cleveland losing to the, the fucking Brooklyn Nets. That's crazy. That's something I don't want to see. That lets me know that nothing is guaranteed. I think Boston is doing well, but honestly, like, it's been so bad, I haven't really been able to follow it. I'm sitting here watching them hype beast up this fucking seven-foot power forward, uh, the shooting guy, Lloyd Markin. I think his name is Markin for the Bulls. I'm sitting there watching them hype him up. I'm like, what's going to happen if he gets down to the paint? He gets bodied. Can he play defense? Is he getting the rebounds? They they didn't put so much into this guy. They got to market him. It's, I just I, I see him being a good role player. Now that fucking, you know, Miritich might not be coming back because this fucking idiot Bobby Portis <laughs> punched him in the face in practice and broke his shit. <laughs> like, is, is it, you know it's bad when shit like when you beating up, <laughs> you got to beat up your teammate. Like, what were y'all arguing about? <laughs> you you losing. There's nothing to argue about. You need to you need to be you need to have the mentality of it's us against everybody, not the fuck that is us against us. Like yeah, <laughs> what did he do? Miss more shots in practice than he did at the game? I don't understand. If anything, Bobby Porter, you should have knocked that motherfucker out last year when he was missing all them goddamn open threes. That 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 would have been. Better received by Chicago Bulls fans than you waiting until y'all in a fucking slump and you done knocked the boy the fuck out in practice and shit. And now we got to worry about if we can, if we can get him back. Because I'm going to be honest with you. If, if I had to choose between the two of y'all, your ass would be going. I keep Meritage had an offseason, but I'm pretty sure we're, with them drafting uh, this kid who, who's actually probably the same guy as him, he's anxious to get back on the court and uh, get that roster spot back. But you fucked that all up. You expect this man to pick up the phone so you can apologize. If you, you knock me out and everybody know, nigga, you better hide your family. You, you not going to knock me the fuck out. It be national news and then call me like shit's okay. That shit ain't happening. You you better be checking, making sure your fucking doors is locked. 
making sure your windows are closed because I'm coming for your ass. Like, I'm not answering my phone. I'm going completely dark so you don't know where the fuck I'm at because I owe you one in the realest way. I mean, damn, bro, you couldn't punch somebody from another team. <laughs> you had to, you couldn't make them fear the bulls. You you had to go and punch a fucking teammate, and you got my man looking like a sucker all on, all on the national news and shit. And fuck out of here, Bobby Porters. I was rooting for you, but you you fucking dividing the team even more. You beat Nick. You need to beat up that damn backboard. Get some rebounds or something. You punching your fucking teammates. But I I do uh, I do want to give a big. Shout out to Lonzo Ball. That man is out there balling. Despite all the bullshit everybody was saying about him regarding his pops. And now his pop handles business. His pops is great at marketing. You wouldn't even be, you might not be thinking about this kid. If you're like the, let's say the average basketball fan. I want, I would say if you're the, if you're not an avid basketball fan. You've probably been like, okay, this kid seems cool coming out of college. Whatever. You wouldn't have gave it much thought. As you do now, if it wasn't for his pops, his pops is a, his pops is a true. Every every dad, every kid should want a dad like that. It's because I know I would be a fool about mine in that position if I didn't got them to a point where they're achieving and they're doing good things. I hell yeah, I'm a fool about mine. Why 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 not? Why can't my kids do whatever the fuck I say they can do? Especially if I've been the one coaching and training them. You goddamn right. Why not teach your kid to build their own brand instead of taking the deal from somebody else and being at the mercy of somebody else? Shit. That, that's what that's what athletes been doing. Why not be the one to break the mold? It's going to suck at first, but sooner or later, somebody going to start buying them damn shoes. Especially if the boy keep playing like he is. And I know there's going to be people out there like, um, he ain't scoring no points. If you worried about that man scoring points, you weren't paying attention to what they what the scouts were saying about him and his game. His game is not about him get going out there and getting 50 buckets. His game is about making the game easier for people around him, making guys better. That's why they're comparing this kid to this guy to Jason Kidd and his talent level. That's what his game is about. The boy pulling down damn near double-digit rebounds and almost double-digit assists. Like, he's almost averaging a triple-double. But I know... Somebody somewhere got some negative shit to say about this game. Like, don't worry about his pops. His pops is his pops. They're two different people. He let his pops be the mouthpiece for the brand. But his son is out there putting on that, putting in that work. You don't believe me? Ask John Wall. <laughs> that boy Gordon Todd was talking shit like, he said, oh, yeah, 48 minutes, John Wall going to chew that boy up, barbecue chicken. <laughs> That's not exactly what he said, but if you get the gist of what I'm talking about, he made it sound like John Wall was going to watch that boy. Nope. John Wall could probably give you 25, 30 a night. He had that boy on that 18 points. And he looked real ridiculous trying to take that last shot to get that foul for that three-pointer. So you say what you want about that young man, but he affected the ball game. And then the Lakers got that W, man. So shout out to Lonzo Ball. Who also just, he let out a snippet uh, or something via Twitter. A snippet of a song he did, and I'm I'm gonna tell you this: I'm not really a fan of the the young a rap. Just yeah, it's lit. All that bullshit. I'm not really a fan of that. But he don't sound no worse than none of those cats that's rapping. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you know he, and if you one of those people that's into he 
people having money, he, you know he really got the money because he just signed that contract. And he already has his own company. So homeboy's already way ahead of those cats. <laughs> so, so before y'all go to criticize that, man, don't don't be too hard on him because the way shit's looking, and I know it's early right now, but the way shit's looking, homie's probably going to win rookie of the year. And I don't see right now, I know it's, like I said, I know it's early. I don't see why he shouldn't. The boy Markel Fultz, he making no noise. He ain't making no noise. People talking more about Ben Simmons than Cuz. And I think the boy just got hurt again. And Philly may be fucking cursed. <laughs> if it is your first year in the league, do not go the fuck to Philadelphia. Call that shit the curse of Iverson. I think he was one of their last rookies to show how to really do something. I don't know what the fuck they did with your little Okafor. He was hooping. And all of a sudden, Joel Embiid came back and Okafor is I don't know the fuck where. I do know he was he was getting some points for them earlier in um, when he first in his rookie year, excuse me. So I think uh, right now maybe Dennis Smith Jr. may end up winning it. I heard he I think he had a good game, but it may be because I'm out in California. But right now with the momentum and his story coming into the league. I don't see anybody but Lonzo Ball winning that fucking Rookie of the Year award. Because his pro, his profile, he plays in L.A. And his stat, his stat line is going to be crazy because he's always going to have rebounds and assists because, one, that's his game, and, two, that's the system the Lakers are trying to implement. So I feel like if he can average 12 points a game and continue to rebound, and dish out assists like he has been, there's no reason why he shouldn't win rookie of the year. And the only other person I see uh, as far as rookies that could win it besides him would be the motherfucker on this team, uh, Kuzma, because he's been hooping too. So <laughs> if you ask me the top two rookies right now, I'm saying them. And it, it may be because it's boring <laughs> and the league is boring and i only really, really been able to watch the Lakers. But goddamn it, from the shit I've seen, those are the two guys that that should be the front runners right now for rookie of the year. I saw them play against the boy Josh Jackson. He ain't do shit in the game. I forgot he was on the court. And you know, Fultz is out. I haven't really heard that much about any other 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 young guys. Maybe I guess I'm biased. I don't give a fuck. I'm, I'm just saying. I feel like it's gonna end up being Alonzo, either Alonzo or Kuzma. Because so, I mean, who won it last? Like, when they gave the awards out last year at that whack-ass awards show, they gave it to, they gave it to I don't even know who this guy was. Like, Bogdan, I, forget, I think that's his name. And I'm pretty sure because, I mean, he had to put up some type of numbers. But the rookie, the rookies last year wasn't really doing shit. They wasn't doing nada. I think MB would have won it had he not got hurt again. You know, this, this season is... Phew. Boy, it is uh, it is terrible. It is so far. I'm gonna say so far. It, now it's the beginning of the league and beginning of the season for the league, and it's going to take time. For you got new people every fucking where. The Cavs are moving around their roster trying to get their chemistry. I think they're putting Rose back in the starting lineup. Um, we'll see how it works out with Cleveland. Hopefully, D Rose can get this uh play style they got going on down and he can shine because I still think he could be 
like at least a top 15 point guard. I know he fucking blew out his knees and all that bullshit, but the man was still averaging like 17 points and like seven, seven assists or five assists last year. So if he can be healthy, man, he can really and put this and put together a good season. He could probably go out and get a, a big contract somewhere, at least a better one than he has now. So hopefully, uh, my man D Rose pulls it out. If I'm the Bulls, you need him back, cause you got five point guards ain't worth a fuck, except maybe Jerry and Grant. And you put D Rose next to Zach Levine, you might have something. So you might have four bad ACLs. <laughs> But nah, really, if they are um, both of them healthy, that could be a, a terrible backcourt to deal with. Like, and that system that Hoiberg's trying to implement, because D. Rose is a willing passer, so I think that would be a, that may be a good mix. But truthfully, I don't know if he'd ever go the fuck back, and quite frankly, I wouldn't blame him. The way they ran him, they dished him like that for a bag of trash and a Kit Kat bar. So... <laughs> Yeah, so hopefully the uh, league will improve and do better because I couldn't watch Thursday night games. I couldn't. I could barely watch them. Shit, I couldn't watch a Thursday night football game. I, I did tune in in time to see that hit, though. God damn, Kiko Alonso. <laughs> that boy fucked Jay Flacco up. <laughs> What's his name? I mean, Joe Flacco, excuse me. He fucked Joe Flacco up. I think they say he cut his ear up and shit. <laughs> Hey, he, he smashed his ass. That shit was crazy. I mean, and football, football is football. And they keep trying to make these rules to make it safer for players, especially the quarterbacks. But, with, you know, as a quarterback, once you get out there and you start running that ball, you got to know all the defenders' eyes are getting big. Because just think about you've been trying to get to a motherfucker all day long and he got bodyguards protecting him. When you see that motherfucker by himself, you're going to be on his ass. And that's exactly what it's like when you're a quarterback running. Especially if you're one of these motherfuckers that's sitting in their pocket and never comes out. Oh, <laughs> the minute they can get you, they're going to tear your ass up. And that's exactly what happened to him. Like, you don't know how to slide, bro. I know you're trying to get the first down. But you, you need to learn how to slide. Especially when you're beating a team like that. They're looking for anything. Anything to shift the momentum in their favor. A turnover, a big hit, something. But they put that hit stick on your ass. <laughs> Hopefully he heals and everything is cool. But shit. Um, and that was a goddamn lick. And other than that, though, the game was fucking terrible. They, they about to fight and shit. That was probably the most exciting part of the game. I... Oh man, it was bad. So hopefully next week we get a, a better game, man. Because I, I couldn't, I couldn't finish that shit. I mean, why would you? It was like ended up being like forty to zero or thirty to some bullshit like that. It, it was just a trash game. You know, hopefully we get a better product. And I don't mean to to talk so harshly because I, I talk to. A, Somebody I know, I will, I'll say some family who has some insight on the NFL. And, you know, and athletes in particular, right? One thing I noticed, because I'm quite guilty of this shit, is that we forget that athletes are people too. You know, we all, we all hope for the big hit, see somebody get laid out. 
you know, right when it happens, you're like, yeah, boom. And then you, you think about it for a second, you're like, damn, I hope cuz all right. Like when they're on the field, like we care, and they get hit like that, we see them lumped up and, and slumped up, we think about them like, damn, I hope we're all right. You know, they you get a thumbs up or whatever, and the cloud applauds and all that. But we, but when they do something socially outside of the, that field or that court, a baseball diamond or whatever, we 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 tend to forget that they're, they're humans. They make mistakes. They're people. Even you know, like I've been talking about it pretty heavily with the with the protests and everything. We forgot these guys are human beings too, and they feel things and they go through shit. And they they have issues outside of that football field. I even asked the homie. I said, bro, just give me your perspective on this. What do you think the hardest part or what is the downfall of most of these young cats in the NFL? Most of the young players. And I'm thinking he's going to say game speed, conditioning, learning the playbook. His answer surprised me. He told me dealing with family, dealing with family and friends. And the way he broke it down to me is like, if we homies, right, and say we come from the mud, we come from not having shit, and we do everything together, and if I got $2 and you don't have a dollar, well, shit, fuck it. I got a dollar, you got a dollar. We come from that mentality. Well, we're going to do for each other no matter what because you the homie, right? He said, well, when they get to the league a lot of times, that that line of thinking doesn't stop. You know, and these guys, they end up trying to, they take on too much, trying to take care of family members. You know, everybody got to buy their mama a house. Everybody is expecting you to kick out all this money because you, you have this huge salary. And, you know, depending on where you're drafted and who you get signed to as a free agent, you're going to get X amount of money and it's going to be publicized. So people are going to, they're going to see that and they're not going to think about all the stuff you have to pay for. How much your taxes are. Because he made the point to tell me like, if you, if you really focus on it, a rookie, so you have a rookie that plays for the Rams or the Chargers in LA and you got a rookie that plays for the Jaguars in Florida, that money doesn't, it's not the same. That cost of living in California is gonna is gonna hurt worse than it is in Jacksonville. So these rookies have to really learn how to manage their money and to be able to say no to these people in their lives trying to that are you know trying to capitalize off their hard work. It could be a coach, it could be a parent, another family member, a girlfriend, one of your homies. But as soon as they make it, it's like, oh, we hit the lotto. <laughs> And the players have to learn that ain't ain't no we, it's I. Because if I let you fuck up my money, I'm gonna be broke, and you still gonna be where you were. I cannot afford to have off the field issues with my family because I'm not focused on doing my job. Especially for the rookies, you work you know you work your life to get to this point, and then you get in the locker room, and you're dealing with. Guys that are professionals. That's another way we don't look at these cats as professionals. These guys are athletes. They've been that their whole life. But in this, in the in the you know in the pro 
in the pro setting, it's a different ball game. But the way it was broke down to me is like, you, you know, you in college, you go to practice, you know, you go, you might go back to the, the dorm or whatever, hang out with your homeboy, you know, play the game, listen to some music, kicking, kick it, whatever. Maybe go to, you know, knock out, a, you know, some classwork or whatever. But when you're in the pros, when them boys in the pros go home after that game, by the time they get to the crib, they're getting game feel from the next game. It's not, people think it's sweet, like they work just stops after they get off the field. They have a, a whole life off the field that's going to help them, that can, that can affect their performance on the field. And that's the part we don't see. That's why shows like Hard Knocks are great. Because they show you the, the you know the ongoings that we don't see as you know as a regular fan with, without any access. These guys have whole lives they have to live outside of the league, and it goes it goes missed. We don't think about it. We just think here's a millionaire football player acting a fucking fool again. But you know when they when they get on that podium after after having a shitty game. After being hit and beat up on all goddamn week, you you can't expect you know the guy who lost the game to be in the best mood. Nine times out of ten, if you make it to that level, you've been the best at what you're doing your whole life. And if you you're the guy at the podium talking, you wanted that you wanted the best at that position in the league, which means you are part of the best of the best. So when you prepared all week, studied film, went over plays, you go out there to execute, and you at the podium, and, and you've had a bad game, and somebody asks you a dumbass question, it's like, how, can you blame them if they react a certain type of way? And I know the professionals, but sometimes people ask them condescending questions. And you may not view it as a condescending question because we don't have that perspective of somebody who's actually playing that game. Who's been working out in the gym. Who's been breaking down film. Who's been going over plays. Who's been going out there getting hit. So we don't have the perspective they have. So when you ask, when you, when, sometimes when they get these questions, they don't react the right way. And that's the nature of the beast. It really opened, talking to my man, it really opened my eyes to things. And and I don't, like, I really wasn't thinking about it, a lot of that shit. And how somebody's home life outside of sports could affect them on the court or on the field. Because when you see them, you see them in the limelight doing something a lot of us wanted to do since we were kids. It's just a really, it's just a different perspective to have once you you've talked to like an insider like and I, I saw the facilities and all that shit and I saw some of the guys who scouts even the people behind the scenes and we don't even see they're working their asses off they're, they're going back and forth to these different games getting film so they can bring it back to the players and while the players are just coming out the game these guys are back at headquarters the headquarters breaking down the film so they can get it back out to the players who just got finished fucking playing He's like, yeah, 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 I know you just played football for, you know, for like an hour. I know you just got finished hooping for like an hour, hour and chance some change. <laughs> Check out this film while you at home recuperating. 
be ready when you come to practice. So just imagine like that happening to like a young player, a young guy in the league who hasn't experienced that, or they may experience it in college, but not on the same level. Now you have a whole lot more responsibility. You got bills to pay, finances to look out for. <clears throat> Excuse me, you have, but you may have potential endorsements. Your character is under way more scrutiny. And, and if you ain't right, now you got these veterans in the locker room looking at you because they're looking at you crazy because they're depending on you to help them win. So it was it was cool to, for me to um to get that perspective, and it made it it kind of changed my thinking about the way I look at athletes because I'm quick to call a motherfucker a bum. It's crazy. I'm I'm quick. I'm man. You fuck up and you on my team. I'm calling you all types of names. For real, that's just how it is. But I, I'm going to try to curve it. And I know as a fan, it's a part of sports. But I think knowing what I know now, I'm going to try to uh, I'm gonna try to cut back on that. Just because if I don't, I will be continuing doing something that I was ignorantly doing. And I think if you purposely perpetrate ignorance, then you're just fucking stupid. Because... <laughs> It was a way you wasted the lesson that was being taught by somebody else. That's just my take on that. And I'll ease up on some of these musicians because they're people too. Even though I may not like the music some of these rappers make, they still take the time to get the lyrics from somewhere. Even if it sounds like, sound like they pulled the lyrics out their ass, they take them from somewhere and they take the time to go in there and record them on beat or attempt to record them on beat or however many thousands of ad-libs they want to throw in there, however much they want to mumble, the fact remains that they still made time to go in that booth, record it, and put it out. So I'm going to try to be more respectful of these rappers that have been trashing, especially people like Future. <laughs> um, and then any of these little whatever the fucks, I'm going to try to be more mindful of that shit. So I'm, I'm going to try to mature a little bit. I don't really want to do it. I still think it's poison, <laughs> some of it, but I'll try to, to do better about that. But the politicians get no love for me, no love, especially people that can vote on their own salary. They fuck up, I'm calling them all types of names. And I I don't feel bad because they, they talk shit about each other <laughs> in public while campaigning for fucking months and then get on TV and, and like, well, oh, no, we're all united. We're all friends. Man, please. Please. And that, that's exactly why I, I said earlier I couldn't, I could not be a politician up there <laughs> having somebody disrespect me in certain ways. I, I don't have that tolerance. Um, no, nah, that's not going to work for me. I, I can, I'm getting better at doing the verbal thing, but that's not my preference. You might, you say some shit about my wife, you're going to get these hands. <laughs> that boy Jeb Bush, man, <laughs> you asking for an apology for your wife, this motherfucker ignored you? No, sir. Not me. It would have been on. <laughs> Full roast mode. You sandpaper skin having ass motherfucker. Beanbag chair body looking motherfucker. Toaster smile. I would have went the fuck off on national TV. <laughs> they would have had to cut my mic, man. Live or not. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I know it was live, but there's no way I could have endured that shit on TV and uh, not done nothing. Security or not, you would at least see me getting held the fuck back. 
because <laughs> you're not going to disrespect me on TV and shit just be cool because we running for office. Fuck this office. Like, there's a chance I'm going to lose anyway, but I'm going to whoop your ass at some point somewhere. Even if I got to be the guy, I'm going to cool until I get close and I suck a punch on TV. Guess what, bitch? You violated. <laughs> so all the rules out the window, man. That's it. It's over with. But maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just the perspective of a, a angry black dude on his commute to the crib. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure there's other people that feel the same. Talk about my goddamn wife on TV, and I know I'm late even saying this, but I was. I was trying to stay away from even talking about cuz, but I gotta hand him a couple of these L's he took. <laughs> opioids, state of emergency on opioids. The fuck out of here. Like, do it. Do it for everything. Say it. I want a state of emergency on crack. Don't say crack. Okay. Say fucking crack. Say it. You yelled and screamed about a fucking birth certificate for years, so you can go out there and talk about crack. These motherfuckers promoting Ronald Reagan, taking his slogan, Make America Great Again. Fuck Ronald Reagan. I've said it in private. I said it in public. And now I'm saying it in podcasts. Fuck Ronald Reagan and his whole fucking family. And I'm going to tell you why I feel like that. You're trying to get something pushed. It doesn't get pushed. You Oliver North come up with something to get to fund these guerrilla these contracts, right? So you in turn, via the CIA, help these motherfuckers funnel drugs in via the LA streets. I'm just saying, it's all there. Look it up. It's called the Iran Contra scandal. And then your wife has the nerve to come out with this bullshit ass just say no to drugs campaign. As the first lady, I'm like, nigga, you the one funneling the fucking drugs in. But your wife is sitting there saying, just say no to drugs. Get the fuck out of here, man. It's, it's, that's crazy. You have no respect for me. You were that fuckhead Oliver North. Fuck both of y'all families. That's just how I feel. I'm angry and black, and I don't like the fact that a lot of my people have been addicted to crack. God damn it. You got the nerve to put on the fucking just say no button. You're a fucking break. Oh, man, I, that's been on my chest for a while. I've been saying it to people in private, but I, <laughs> just thinking about that shit, I had to get it off my head. It, was, it bothers me. There, there's so much we don't know. And every like everything around in that situation bothers me. You got the president this general and they get involved with the CIA to get drugs into LA via Rick Ross aka Freeway Rick Ross the drug kingpin and then you know years down the line thinking about it you have a rapper still in his name <laughs> a former corrections officer at that then when the man's like hey I'm trying to get my shit right for my case so I can get the fuck out of jail I don't want him using my name like that no more talking about selling these drugs. <laughs> then you can't honor that. I can see if it was like your name, but that's not even... If you had like a name and coincidence somehow, which we know ain't the fact, <laughs> you continue to use this man's name for negativity. <laughs> and now he didn't got out of jail. and He spent his time trying to get his damn name back. Well, you still talking about being rich or selling drugs. Man, we live in a fucking crazy world. Crazy ass world.
And with that, I'm going to go ahead and shut this down. I will be bringing the spotlight back on the homies. I'll be doing that next go around. So stay tuned for that. I may be shouting one, two, three of y'all out. I want to keep doing it. I did it for one of my bros. And, and you know, it felt good to, to put that light on somebody that I felt like was doing something with their life. And I would like to continue to do it more. So I got a couple, you know, people I'm close to, a couple people I... I keep in touch with via social media where I've seen doing things. So if you know me and I know you and I reach out, you know, be proud. God damn it. Because I, I see what you're doing and I like it. And uh, if I don't, if you are doing some shit and I don't reach out, hit me up. Make a motherfucker reach out. I may not know what you're doing. And for the few people that listen to this shit, it might, you might inspire somebody to be great like you're being great. So please, if you're doing something and I haven't contacted you, or mention it to you at all, please let me know. Because I would love to highlight somebody out there doing something positive. For the culture. Do it for the culture. Not for the vultures. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and shut it down. If you like what I'm doing, if I need to, to fix something, please, man, let me know. Uh, the email is noplayinthisride at gmail.com, all lowercase. Once again, noplayinthisride at gmail.com, all lowercase. The Twitter is NoPlay247, so NoPlay247, capital N, lowercase o, capital P-L-A-Y, NoPlay247 at Twitter. Hit me up there. I believe I got the Facebook page up and popping, same, everything under the same name, NoPlay in this ride. I'm on a few different platforms. People think I'm just on iTunes. I am not. I have a YouTube page. Also, NoPlay in this ride. I'm on Stitcher for the podcast heads. I'm on TuneIn. I'm also on Google Play. I know there was a few people that one of my homies thought I was telling me to fucking diversify. <laughs> but I'm also on Google Play. I just had forgot to put the link out there. That's my fuck up. I'm going to work on promoting this better because I'm tired of spamming people through my own personal Facebook. But I will do it until I get out, I get out there and get the views and I don't got to do this shit no more. So if you hear it and you fucking with me, please, please rate and review so I can be new and noteworthy and I don't have to say this shit no more because I like what I'm doing and I want people to hear it. So please get your boy out there. If I put it out there and you like it, share it. God damn it. Put, put me on blast. And, and share it and tag a motherfucker who probably won't like what I'm saying because they're probably more likely to keep listening. So please help me out. Help me out if you have a topic you want me to discuss. Sorry, Jermaine. I guess you Please. Right Goddamn Siri. Anybody talking to you? But if you have uh, anything you want me to talk about that I'm not talking about, you know, please let me know. Like I always say, praise is great. Critique is necessary. Let me know what I'm doing. It's good, bad. Just help me get better. One time for the love, one time for the homies, one time for the knolls. Fuck them gators, fuck them canes. Peace. All right, real quick, I forgot some stuff. I want to um give it to you guys real quick. I was going to try to edit it, but I'm not good at that. So I figured I'd just drop it off at the end. And, you know, life ain't edited, so i just drop it off for you guys right here. So apparently 45 is in some trouble. There's a billionaire out of California that's got a whole campaign trying to get him impeached. And <laughs> apparently this Mueller investigation is going to snatch somebody up. 
with connection to these um, rushing uh, political campaign investigation coming soon. So we'll see. They're saying as early as Monday morning they may have somebody in custody, which is crazy. And, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Um, one thing else I did see in the news, that there are cases of uh, flesh-eating bacteria from the hurricane in Houston, man. So shouts out to Houston. hope all you guys affected by that. I hope at some point it starts to turn around for you guys. The city's, I think, is doing well. They got a team in the World Series. We'll see where it goes. Unfortunately, Puerto Rico was still jammed up after like a month. They still don't have the resources they need. They're still taking donations. So if you got the means to help, help out. If you can't, spread the word. Maybe somebody you reach can help out. Also, they're saying Flint's water is getting a little bit better. They tested it, and they like I think like six parts per billion. The tier one, they said to be good. So that's looking on the up and up. Catalonia <laughs> is separating from uh, Spain, apparently. So there's a political mess going on in Spain. And it's been crazy, man. Uh, and spe also speaking of Houston, apparently the owner, like an NFL players, the inmates. So now a majority of the players decided to kneel before this game instead of just, I guess, just the black players and a few of the white dudes. So... Now that you've been called an inmate, now you want to kneel. And I'm kind of 50-50 on it. Maybe they're like, they realize like, man, we really are just a number or a body in New Jersey to these people. And they really don't care. And I mean, that's how we feel every day. <laughs> as a black man in society, every day I'm feeling like somebody looks at me as a potential inmate. A future or a past inmate, that's how we feel like people view us. Yeah, I left that off. I wanted to get it in real quick and... uh I'm going to end on a positive note, and I feel like my man Big Crit has dropped a classic album. It's a double album, so if you're into Big Crit or you think you might want to get into Big Crit, check it out. It's called Forever is a Mighty Long Time. It's, a, it's, it's pretty good. If you if you give it a listen, I think you'll enjoy it. Also, the Gators lost big. Um, my nose lost. Got beat by Boston College, but I felt a little bit better when the, when the Gators got blew out as well. So we'll see what happens in November. That's all I got for you guys. Remember, I'm dropping this every Monday. I keep meaning to tell y'all, and I forget every time. So every Monday, I'm going to try to hit y'all with some brand new funk. So uh, please rate, review, critique is necessary. No play in this ride at gmail.com. No play in this ride on Twitter, capital N, lowercase o, capital P, L-A-Y. So hit me up. Give me your critiques. Also, I'm on all, just about all platforms. I'm on iTunes, YouTube. Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. So, you know, I'm there. If you need the link, let me know. I'll, hit, I'll hook you up. Thanks for everybody that's listening. Keep on listening. Rate, review, share. Give me that love. Peace.